0: I'm Lindsay Curtis and this is Her Return, a podcast devoted to women making the journey of returning home to their divinely human, feminine essence. Each episode is an opening up of a real-life topic with experiential techniques and tools to support you on your journey home. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is devoted to empaths, sensitive, and highly sensitive people. I look forward to exploring this with you. So empaths, sensitive, and highly sensitive people tend to experience the world on high. Like every interaction can feel like a flood of the senses. So much information is actually being received perhaps more than others. And it is a gift that this occurs. And if it is not refined into being a gift, it can be extremely overwhelming, especially in early life. Now to wield it as a gift, one can be a healer, a guide, a supporter of sorts, an artist, a creative of kinds an innovator in whatever realm most excites, a highly informed being in service of beauty for all. In order to get there, to embody the gifted experience that it is to be highly sensitive, one must develop boundaries, a daily regular practice of discharging energy, also integrate the many overwhelming experiences that the dysregulated young nervous system might have experienced through development and evolving empathy into compassion. It's totally doable. I've done it myself and I've witnessed many, 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 many women do the same. I've also witnessed many who have not done the same with their high sensitivity who instead medicate or self medicate their sensitivity away. I know I did that. I started using substances, smoking and drinking, at the age of twelve because my sensitivity and my empathic experience of life was so intense. It couldn't I couldn't hold it. As well as I had a lot of pain, right? And when we engage with these behaviors, it's generally, it's generally the most sensitive people that end up addicted to substances. And uh, that's what I've witnessed. I've known a number of people that have died from various overdoses, and each one of them were some of the most sensitive people that I've known. And sensitive in the way that I could always feel their hearts so, so strongly and hurting. So this episode is in service to these kind and gentle feeling hearts as well. So let's talk about empaths, empathic people, and how this is not an identity to fix upon, but to know it as in becoming. So I've often witnessed people that can become very identified with their empathic nature and take it as I am an empath. And yes, you are um and what is it becoming it's not a fixed state to be to have empathy empathy is beautiful it means i'm able to feel what others are feeling and then what do i do with that okay if i just walk around life feeling what everybody is feeling oh that is a heavy weight to hold oof what is happening on this planet for thousands of years is not a light thing What people are holding in their own hearts and in their ancestral heritages and their dream fields is not always pretty. And being in an empathic state, walking into a room where we could pick up everything that's there out of all of the people, it's not a way to live. But an empath is someone who is becoming a compassionate person. Compassion begins with empathy but it does not stop there. So people that call themselves empaths that are typically very highly sensitive feelers, they can walk into a room and are literally hit with the vibration and the many tones of all those that are in there and the collective harmonic or disharmonic, depending on the room. And it can often send the person's head spinning. I've witnessed this in a number of people In walking into a crowded space, what happens to their body and their expression when all of this information comes in? It is too much. I've always been around highly sensitive people, and I don't know, maybe I attract them as well. (laughs) I've learned a lot about myself by observing them. Uh, If you're familiar with human design, I'm a projector type, where which means I learn a lot about myself from learning about others. And I also have the ability to expand other people's energies. And so I've seen this occur time and time again in a museum, in a mall, in a theater, concert, in a classroom. You name the space, and I'm sure I've witnessed someone have a very overwhelming experience in it. One such person was my auntie. Uh, I grew up with my auntie um, being prescribed a lot of medication uh, because when she was in, I don't know, her early, early, early 20s, maybe even late teens, she was diagnosed as agoraphobic, which is um, afraid of public places. Perhaps it's an accurate name of an experience, but this diagnosis really fixed uh, her mind in that she had this thing wrong with her, and she was never able to grow beyond it because she just was this way, and she took a lot of medications to solve it, but medications don't ever solve anything. They just medicate it, and uh, my auntie, had a very dramatic life experience with this and literally ended up the end of her life. She was living alone in a shack in the woods, quite literally. And what I saw uh, growing up, what I, what I witnessed in her energetic field was that it was wide open. There was never a sense of boundary, of containment. And there was like, piercing movements of all these overwhelming experiences that she had and she never was able to cultivate boundaries to protect herself in these spaces. I've witnessed clients who began in similar situations and experiences, completely overwhelmed in university halls, work events, public arenas, whenever there are more than just a few people, the information coming in was too much. Though These things weren't necessarily why these beautiful women came to me in the first place. They're things I noticed over time. And with such experiences, it takes time to rebuild, time to close our energetic field, to build inner protection and resiliency, to be able to hold oneself in the face of no matter what input it is. And over time, each beautiful client that I've been able to work with has done this. Time is a funny thing now that I mention it (laughs) because we love to talk about I hear often now like people talk about quantum leaps and quantum therapy and quantum medicine and quantum quantum and yes we do and can work quantumly and we exist quantumly And dreaming does this. Working with our dreams, our night dreams, as well as our waking images, they work in a quantum way. And developmental trauma, which highly sensitive people uh, necessarily will experience more of, developmental trauma specifically takes time. It takes time to undo what has been done and anchor in through time. So for example, for myself, um, as a highly sensitive child, I used to get ear infections, really intense ear infections because of the things I was hearing. And in through my work and my journey over this last 15 years of exploration in my life, my hearing sense, being able to hear guidance, being able to hear things in my inner imagery, has been one of the things that I needed to clean out a lot because a lot was lodged in there. And for, and it took me like a few years before I could really open this sense, not actively cleaning all the time, but cycles of it. And something like an experience where I mentioned before, I started using, I started self-medicating with uh, cigarettes and marijuana and alcohol at 12 years old. Like, that's a very specific time in one's life at 12 is when our hormones begin to ramp up when we're going into puberty there's a huge developmental leap actually and for me because i was self-medicating i delayed a lot of my inner development in a way my emotional intelligence my capacity for connection was greatly dimmed and so that's taken time it took time to unwind, right? It's not something that is just done overnight. And at the same time, quantum leaps happen. And so this is the paradox. Well, welcome come to life, it's filled with paradox. This is the paradox, it's all the little steps of choosing to turn our attention inside, self parent, take care of ourselves, seek support and safe spaces where we can express that which has never been expressed all of these steps that we make, then suddenly, bam, we wake up one day and everything's fallen into place the way that we've desired. And this is a part of the mystery. And why I say this is because some people come and uh, in sessions or in my courses and are like, oh, I wanna, I wanna be this multi-orgasmic, like sensation, uh, sensational woman or I wanna really be expressing my wildness. I'm like, okay, great, I love that for you. And where are you at? Like if you're not able to feel your feelings, if you're not able to be present with the sensations of your body, there's a different kind of work that needs to be done before we can get to those places. And if you engage in it, if you engage in the practice, the daily, the weekly, the regular cyclical practice for you, that's in line with your natural rhythm. You will experience those quantum leaps where all of a sudden you wake up and you're you are the multi-orgasmic, sensational woman that you've always known yourself to be. It's totally possible. <laughs> but I digress, come back. All right, so we touched on time and we'll go back to empathy, 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 and empathic people and highly sensitive people. So the greatest work that needs to be ultimate and primary for people that have a high level of sensitivity is developing boundaries. But boundaries aren't some rigid, externally imposed thing. Boundaries are an inner energetical experience. And our boundaries are pierced or are not even developed through life's experiences through our childhoods and how we experience the world. And based upon our sensitivity, each of us is going to have different um, degrees and octaves of trauma and things that have pierced our boundaries. This is why in the same family, twins having the same exact experience can end up with completely different internal dispositions based upon their unique sensitivities. What one person can say was highly traumatic, a mother, another could just say, oh, it was a walk in the park. No big deal. And at the same time, that person that saw the event as traumatic can evolve and integrate that energy that was too much, that overwhelming experience. They can integrate that energy and later, experience that event as non-traumatic, as just a walk in the park. And that's what's amazing, and I find so incredible and inspiring about my work is, and the joy that I get to receive when women are like, oh, that actually wasn't that big of a deal. When they're looking back at something that used to clearly be a very big deal. And I've experienced this a lot with my own field and my own experience of things that were like absolutely detrimental to me suddenly becoming fully integrated and like oh yeah that was an experience and that is pretty cool (laughs) so how do we go about beginning to develop our boundaries this is a really great inquiry In my course, Sensual Explorations, which I'm going to be teaching pretty soon coming up, if you're interested. This is a great, great, great course filled with embodiment and imagery practices that really begin to cleanse and connect to all of our senses, as well as naturally develop boundaries. So one of the ways we can begin to develop boundaries is Actually using our imagery, we can turn our eyes inside and connect with our energetic field, noticing is it a sphere, is it an egg shape, what what shape is our energy field, and then quite literally scanning it, looking at our energy field, noticing anywhere where there's a tear or there's a rip, and beginning to repair it directly. So if you're doing that, one way you can begin to repair your energy field is as you imagine it, you notice anywhere that isn't in its full expression and connection. You can imagine like you grab a ray of sunlight and as if it's a needle and thread, you sew your energy field up, sealing up that space where you were leaking energy before. So that's just one very basic uh, exercise that is super potent. And this is what we, we can do in a very refined way when we work together. Another way to begin to build your boundaries is having a practice where you bring your energy inside to pay attention to your feelings and sensations. So what is often, what I witness often as well is highly sensitive people have a lot of energy outside of themselves which is also why life can become so overwhelming. If your focus is on the outer environment more than it is on your own inner sensations, it's going to be overwhelming because we're not meant to be operating that way. We're meant to have your energy inside of you and radiating it out, not the reverse. If you're outside of you, anything can come in. Okay, so having a practice like a, a, a movement practice, A meditative breathing practice, some sort of practice where you're cultivating that inner connection. All of your energy and your focus is inside. It can be a sexual practice. It can be any sort of practice, but having something regular that you're focused inside instead of outside. This is really going to help your general uh, experience of yourself. So that's on boundaries. And in addition to boundaries, In order to begin shifting to compassion, to be able to feel what another feels and to hold compassion for them, this needs to be anchoring into my heart. I need to be anchored in my heart in order to feel compassion. I need to be anchored inside of my body in order to be feeling that. So having a practice where I am connected to the feelings and experiences within my heart and allowing those to be expressed out and through me, cleaning anything that I've been storing there perhaps, as well as regularly cleansing the energy of my heart and allowing love to flow through me. Because compassion is one of the greatest forms of love we could have. And this really is being able to be in a mature state, in an adult woman state instead of a child in psychology who is the victim to all of the energy in the world. So if you have been experiencing yourself as having a great sensitivity and perhaps you have shut that down over time, or perhaps you medicate uh, or self-medicate and you are interested in doing something different, know that there's so much possibility for you and maybe you know somebody that fits these descriptions. And if, if you do, and you find this episode inspiring, please share it with them. Let them know that you don't need to stay in this state. Empathy is an amazing gift, and it's just one step towards compassion. And cultivating a stronger connection into our bodies is really where it's at in order to integrate this beautiful gift and be able to share their gifts with the world i'm lindsay curtis and you've been listening to her return the podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode and are ready to dive into embodying your soul's gifts and goodness through your female form then head on over to my website www.herreturn.com and set us up a console call for a sacred one-to-one journey an upcoming group offering. And while you're there, make sure to sign up for newsletter updates. Until next time, may you return home to yourself today.